You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you, but first we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Podcast night of three quarters topic of the week is holiday special. Is Santa real? And if so, is he a wizard? Hey there listeners, I'm Jem and I think Santa's real but he's not a wizard. And I'm Rhea and I think Santa's not real but yeah, he's a wizard. (laughs) <laughs> yay hooray we've chosen to do this in the most confusing way possible <laughs> so happy holidays everybody <laughs> ho, ho, ho. uh before we get into today's topic i just wanted to say thanks for sticking with us through our neville longbottom chosen one mini series or mm. if you're rejoining us after skipping all of that welcome back <laughs> <laughs> either way we hope you had a really good time and are ready for us to get back on our bullshit because i'm pretty keen for us to get back on our bullshit <laughs> It's been a while since we've been on our bullshit. Mm. Um, listeners may remember we initially recorded the Neville Longbottom Chosen One series because it was predicted that I was going to be away for several months. Yeah. Like, we're in a place where there's no internet. Um, that didn't happen. <laughs> uh. COVID lockdown hit Australia hard, and so that did not happen. But, you know, we still had this series, and so we thought, let's put it out, let's put it out for the people. Um but yeah, it's been a while since we've sat down and recorded, so yeah, it's nice. Not that, yeah. not that we weren't busy, we were using that time to work on another different creative project, which maybe mm. will be of interest to some listeners of, um, what this, what's this <laughs> fucking show called? Podcast Night <laughs> It's been so long. But uh, maybe it won't be, that's fine too. You'll hear about that probably sometime pretty soon by the time this episode's coming out. Yeah, hopefully, um... I will be interested to see if we have cross-listeners across both of the, the shows. Yeah, spoilers. Um, the, the new creative project is a new podcast we're working on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Santa. Yeah. Or Father Christmas, as they call him in the series, because it's a UK-based series. Yeah, he's I'm called... not going to call him that. <laughs> Except ironically. <laughs> yeah, you're not a big fan of Father Christmas? I think it's okay like for a little kid to say it, but... I don't know, when an adult says it, <laughs> I get a bit uncomfy. <laughs> I prefer Père Noël, like, if you're going to call him Daddy. But, like, <laughs> I mean, you know, in Australia, we call him Santa, which is interesting, considering, you know, we were colonised by the British, so you'd think we'd stick with Father Christmas, but we really went with Santa, which is the American version, right? Yeah, yeah. so I, in researching this episode, I saw that in the books, he's exclusively referred to as Father Christmas, unless you're reading the American version where he's called Santa Claus. So yeah. I just thought that was interesting. We've pretty much always called him Santa Claus. We've heard the other names, Father Christmas, St. Nick, all that sort of stuff. But I don't mm. think anywhere in Australia he's really consistently called anything other than Santa Claus. Yeah, that's pretty consistent. Santa, he wears thongs, he surfs. 
Yeah. Um. Thongs are <laughs> otherwise known as flip-flops, not the kind of underwear. Yeah. <laughs> He's got six white boomers, kangaroos, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. Snow yeah. white boomers, racing Santa Claus to the Australian sun. We know how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. Great. I hope nobody understands what that was. <laughs> Incomprehensible. No need to explain. No need at all. Um, Santa's real. Okay. Show show you're working. I don't think he's real. There's been multiple sightings. Like, oh, how has there? is it that you know? Yeah, I mean, of course, people throughout history, uh, people now still talk about sightings and hearing Santa on Christmas Eve night. Like, are all these people liars? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, so to be clear, are you arguing that Santa is real in real life or in the context of the Harry Potter series? Yes. All right. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I feel like we may be coming at this from a similar angle then. <laughs> yeah, the chaotic angle. Yeah. Because, like, obviously Santa exists in the real world. <laughs> of course. Of course. He's like, real. Are you trying true. to tell me <laughs> He's going to be visiting us all has, soon. <laughs> everyone has this ongoing conspiracy where they just make up some man who lives at the top of the world and delivers gifts to ch- girls and boys all across. Now, I just think that's a bit far-fetched. And I think, you know, the truth is out. We should all admit it. He's real. <laughs> I think that's definitely not the case for us in the real world. But in Harry Potter world, yes. In Harry Potter world, there's a conspiracy about Santa, who is not a real person. But in our world, he is real. <laughs> Of course. So what's the what's the conspiracy within the wizarding context? I'm I'm confused. I need an explanation. Well, you used the word conspiracy. That's not <laughs> I was just building off what you said. So uh, all right. So I wanted to like start my position by explaining that like it would be really really easy for me to argue that Santa's not real in the sense that nothing in the Harry Potter series is real. You know, Dumbledore's not real. Hogwarts sure, isn't real. Yeah. Whatever. That's sure. that's easy. That's a cop out. Show me Hogwarts on a map of the United States of America doesn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so instead, I decided to take the much more precarious position of being Santa's not real in the sense that in the context of the wizarding world portrayed in Harry Potter, he's not a person that exists or ever did exist. Santa is an imaginary person in the world of Harry Potter. Okay. Unlike the real world where he's real, of Okay. Course. So like... In the world of Harry Potter, there's, like, a comic book series called Marvin the Mad Muggle or something. So Santa's, yes. like, Santa's like that, a creation. He's a mythological yeah. creation. Okay. Yeah, mythological is the word that I'm coming in on. Okay. Not, like, not imaginary or fictional. Like, he's a figure of myth and legend. Okay. But why? Why would they need to create a figure of myth and legend when they have, they live in a magical world? They could just, you know, it, it could be, just be a real dude. <laughs> it could be but like the fact that you live in a world with magic doesn't mean that you know humans innate desire to tell stories and imagine other things stops existing sure like they still have fairy tales and shit sure but like (laughs) those cookies those carrots they don't eat themselves And, and why is it that like the handwriting on the gift tags is different and consistent every year and the wrapping paper is special and shinier like i just think the clues all line up to indicate that there's just a separate guy out there giving gifts to all the kids well i think that you're building off your real world experience yeah 
Because show me in the Harry Potter series where they leave out milk and cookies for Santa. That doesn't happen. Well, no, that's because they're all non-believers. <laughs> name, a single, name a single Harry Potter character who believes in Santa. I can't. He doesn't exist. No, he exists. They're all just sinful little creatures. They deserve coal. <laughs> they're blasphemers, you're saying. They are. They don't once think of the power of gift giving or the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> I, there's not a single point of evidence in the series that confirms that. They're all just little shitheads. But okay. <laughs> there's definitely so, some wizards and witches out there in the magical world that believe in Santa, leave the cookies out. I, I know this. Like, like certainly. Like, you know it with, like, your heart's truth? Yeah, I do. I know it. It's, it's, okay. like, it's like how I just know Christmas cheer like cures world hunger like it's the same <laughs> vivacity big claim okay <laughs> so look i have one really really big piece of evidence for santa's lack of existence and i feel like you're going to dismiss it out of hand yeah <laughs> harry never once receives a present from santa harry's christmas gifts are always attributed to specific friends or family members mm-hmm. And I was going to argue that Harry is nice. Of course he's nice. He's a good boy. So if Santa existed, Harry would get presents. But it seems like you're arguing that everyone, everyone that we meet in the Harry Potter series is naughty because they don't believe in Santa. Yeah, it's that simple. (laughs) I, I really have a problem with the idea that being, not believing in Santa makes you naughty. I don't Mm -hmm. think that's true at all. I think it's definitely true. I never said Santa was just. I think you're thinking of the Christian God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Polar Express? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was going to say, I think I remember watching it with you. <laughs> yes. There was distinctly a time where we watched it together where a friend of mine was over who insisted she couldn't hear the movie and we had to turn <laughs> the volume all the way up and it was unbearably loud. The windows were shaking. Because it was a train noise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the Polar Express establishes this problem, okay? There's a child in the Polar Express who is um, Popo, who's Paul. And he is like, I don't believe in Santa because Santa never gives me gifts. And then all the other children around him are like, maybe you just don't believe, (laughs) hun. And it's like, that's pretty rough. But then we meet Santa at the end, right? This kid goes up to Santa and he's like, well... You never came to give me any gifts, Santa, so I didn't believe in you. And Santa's like, maybe you just weren't looking hard enough for them because you didn't believe in me. I was always there. (laughs) And then the kid goes home at the end of the film and he has gifts from Santa because now he believes. That's what I'm saying is going on, okay, in in this this context. You have to believe in order to receive... (laughs) (laughs) you must believe to receive yeah i hate that yeah i never said it was good i never said it was just i just say this is the way of things it's like how you have to believe to go to heaven yeah it is like that i don't like this like capricious jealous santa i've always viewed santa as a benevolent figure who gives Mm. to children no matter if they believe in him or not, or even if they celebrate Christmas or not. This is getting into some dicey waters, but (laughs) I think all children receive gifts from Santa if they're nice. (laughs) It's about if they're nice or naughty, not about if they're true believers. It starts with the list. The the instant that, you know, Santa was... Santa's like, you know, the, the mythos of Santa, the lore around Santa, right? The instant that the list was introduced... 
that's when things changed. <laughs> you know? That's <laughs> when that, Santa that, took a dark turn. Santa makes a judgment call. It's not just Santa's like this benevolent entity that rewards all children and believes in the spirit of giving and love and community. No, no, no. Santa, has, Santa makes a judgment call on you. <laughs> Santa has a list. <laughs> and if you cross a line, no presents for you. And so that's I true. firmly believe that if you don't believe in him, he doesn't believe in you either. Yeah. You better watch out. <laughs> I guess. Like... I'm having to reevaluate my preconceptions of Santa because I guess there is a darker side to his mythos that I don't like to acknowledge. <laughs> because, look, I've never received coal. I don't know how crushing that would be. I mean, I, I, if I did, I'd cash it in. Coal's kind of lucrative in Australia. <laughs> but... What, you're going to head down to the local coal mine and try and trade coal for gold? <laughs> I'm sure I could just give it to a politician. <laughs> Get some money. Ooh, political. Ooh, dicey, you better shut my mouth. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I've never received coal because I'm a believer. And that makes me a good child. So therefore I get gifts from Santa. And it's as simple as that. I just don't think any of the children or characters in Harry Potter believe in Santa. Maybe it's because they've got other things going on, you know? Like, they've got a war going on. Someone's trying to kill him every year. There's also, like... You're saying that Harry doesn't have time to believe in Santa because he's so preoccupied believing in Voldemort. The real and present threat. I also think for Harry in particular, like, he was raised with the Dursleys. I think the Dursleys believe in Santa. They don't believe in anything. The idea of flying motorcycle made him nearly crash his car. I don't think Vernon Dursley is going around being like, oh, yes, and a jolly man comes down on our roof with his reindeer and pops down the chimney... And takes a bite of the carrot. Like, I just don't think that that's happening in the Dursley household. So Harry wasn't raised yeah. in that context initially. And then by the time he gets to school at Hogwarts, he's at that age, around age 11. And that's like from 8 to 10 is when most kids stop believing in Santa. And that's when they get off the list, you know? you got to believe yeah. in Santa for him to believe in you. <laughs> the only um, way to stay on the list into adulthood is if you keep true, keep strong with your faith. Yeah, I get a gift from Santa every year. <laughs> okay. I'm in Santa's good favour. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> i like obviously you're right that there's no magic in the dursley household like yeah. Yeah. the idea that like even in a movie there might be a flying motorcycle impossible that's not allowed so there's no flying sleigh there's no magical man mm-hmm. with this sack of treasures no. <laughs> <laughs> but like every single character, I guess we don't really see every single character. We only get Harry's POV. Mm. I'm just going through the people that he spends Christmas with. I mean, let's so talk Harry about our believe. main three: Hermione yeah. and Ron. Let's talk about Hermione first. Okay. She is a Muggleborn, so she would have been raised with Muggle ideas of Santa. And um, then you know she finds out she's a witch, and maybe she's like, okay, so like you know Santa is real. But then she does her due diligence, you know, she reads books, she looks into it, and like, there's nothing in the series with the characters around us that gives us the impression that Santa is real. So maybe, maybe she can't find anything in the books, but she doesn't realise that (sighs) receiving and believing, it's not something that you learn from book learning, (laughs) it comes from the heart. So... Okay. She loses her belief and she she's off, she's off the list. She, she All right, let's, yeah. I've got problems with that, but let's talk about Ron. <laughs> Ron? All right. Yeah. Poor family. Same thing as the Polar Express problem. 
<laughs> he doesn't believe. Okay, I thought you were going to say something along the lines of, well, Santa is a muggle thing, and no. wizards just don't believe in him. No, I think Santa crosses cultures. I think maybe there's like, okay. different variations on the myth. Mm-hmm. The man, the legend. Um, across, yeah. you know, muggle wizard cultures. But I think, you know, he's still there for both of them. He's He, he believes in all children that believe in him. <laughs> yeah. Like, like how Australian Santa wears, like, board shorts and goes surfing and stuff. And I don't think he does that in other countries. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> probably I mean, be sick not. if he did. <laughs> all right. Okay. So... Let's go back to what you said about Hermione. Hermione does her due diligence. She looks, she hits the library. She looks through the books. She's frantically scouring for any sign of Santa. Yeah. Why has he hidden himself from the eyes of this small girl? Why is there no record anywhere of Santa's existence? The real man. <laughs> like, what's he doing? I, okay. So there's two explanations. One, she either stopped believing in Santa by the time she got to Hogwarts. She's a highly logical child. She might have tried to connect the dots and been like, Santa's not real, like a little unbeliever. Uh-huh. Two, she does the thing I mentioned in the first scenario where she like looks through the books, right? Yeah. I think that Santa is real, but he's not in the books at Hogwarts Library. He's not in the books at Flourish and Blots because he's not a wizard. <laughs> like, right. And- okay. Here's where I'm not understanding because I think Santa's a wizard. So I'm like, well, why doesn't he have, you know... A fucking birth certificate lodged with the Ministry of Magic or whatever, but you don't think he's a wizard. So, okay, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, he's not a wizard. Like, and he's not listed in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him, because I don't think he's a beast or a being. I think he's something else. He's something ancient. Eldritch, even. (laughs) Eldritch? Alright. I think that he's something innate. He's definitely some kind of creature. Like, he's not a concept. Or is he? But he's not a man? <laughs> no, I no, he's maybe he's humanoid. I don't think he's a man. I think like maybe he's made completely of taffy or something. Like he, there's no like flesh and bone to him. He's just a humanoid. What? That's how we perceive him. <laughs> like he, he doesn't have flesh or bones. What are you talking about? Jim, what are you saying? I've just given examples. Like I don't think he's a dude. Like I don't think you can like walk up to Santa and like prick his finger and he'll bleed like i (laughs) what (laughs) what are you saying he's not a wizard like it's very clear to me so let me get i haven't finished my other points yet sorry let me just all right (laughs) fuck okay (laughs) be quiet ria (laughs) more confirmation that santa is real um no rad tracks him every year this is the north american aerospace defense command uses military sensors Mm -hmm. and satellite technology to track him um, uh, right. Well, you don't need to believe in something that we can see on a satellite, Jim. So your argument's got so many holes in it. You can visit him. He's in Finland. <laughs> you can write him letters. You can see him. The man, the myth, the legend. He's there. Okay. <laughs> and I know I've got some stuff about the sleigh, but you haven't brought up the sleigh yet. So whatever. Um, is he was a no... Uh, He's defined as a mythological <laughs> figure on HP Wiki. I just think yeah. this, is, this is a simplistic understanding. I think he's not a man. He's not a wizard. He's some kind of creature. Because, like, he lives forever, right? Like, the, it's not uh-huh. like a Dread Pirate Roberts situation. Like, this is one Santa from day dot to now. And wizards live a long time, but not that long. <laughs> like, Santa's well... something different. Okay, I've I've got a theory about how Santa can live for so long. 
Don't say Philosopher's Stone because there's only been one ever made. <laughs> Don't say it. Well. <laughs> Don't you fucking say Philosopher's Stone. Perhaps. <laughs> there's only been one ever made. And who made it? Nicholas Flamel. Maybe St. Nick. <laughs> I swear to fucking Christ. No. <laughs> Nicholas what Flamel if Nicholas not. Flamel is Santa? <laughs> Santa is a wizard. We know who he is. If you Married to Penelope, to... Mrs. Claus. If you walk up to Nicholas Flamel and prick his finger, he'll bleed. I just think... he Like, Nicholas Flamel dies. He's flesh and bone in the end. And he's like yeah. a very smart alchemical man. There's no evidence that he's a giving type. He has this, <laughs> this stone that makes you immortal and makes everything turn to gold. Does he share his wealth? No. Yes, he... by being Santa. <laughs> How? Okay. Show me, show me Nicholas Mella Santa. Walk me through it. All right. I'm going to say straight away that this is just a point that I think is funny. It's not my main <laughs> argument. <laughs> it's just a funny little what if. So the Philosopher's Stone makes you immortal, right? Yeah. So that explains how Santa can, you know, live forever mm-hmm. and always be part of us in our home and in our hearts. Mm-hmm. But also it explains how he's able to pay for presents. He makes gold and then he uses that gold pay. to make presents. Pay? No, <laughs> Santa uses slave labor to make his presents. He doesn't pay for shit. That's what the elves I are know. for. <laughs> this, is, this is why I think this argument's not very solid because it just says Santa pays for presents. Like, fucking, who? Where? Who? He doesn't pay yeah. the elves. Who's the fucking he's not merchant? buying them. Who's the middleman for Santa's presents? I hate that. <laughs> Department store, I guess. <laughs> yeah, look, there's several points on the Santa is a wizard evidence and Philosopher's Stone is the weakest because I just brought it up because Saint Nick, Saint Nick is Nicholas Flamel or something that I think is deeply hilarious. But, <laughs> like, first of all, I'm not sure that he uses the Philosopher's Stone to be immortal. Like, I don't think that's a thing. No. I don't think Santa's immortal. <laughs> I think he's a guy who lives and dies like the rest of us. I, I vehemently disagree. Um, just on a side note, I, I, I forgot until this episode started that Saint Nick is like another phrase for Santa. And yeah. I just really like the idea that Santa's just a guy called Nick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know it's like based off an actual Saint Nicholas who lived and did mm. whatever, but Nick... <laughs> That's just very funny to me. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also funny to think that he's like a saint, like in the Catholic Church. I don't know anything <laughs> about religion. <laughs> I think saints aren't just Catholicism, but I don't know. I truly don't know. I couldn't even guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, saint Santa. That's very funny. Did the word Santa come from saint? No, like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> Some people argue it came from Satan because they think Santa is anti-Christian or something. I don't know. Oh, great. It's a weird take. <laughs> Get a man who could do both. Saint Nick and San- Satan. <laughs> he does it all. He is the naughty and, night li- naughty and nice list. The dichotomy of man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, yeah. So Philosopher's Stone is a pretty weak argument. What were you saying before? <laughs> no, sorry, you go. You continue with your... Um... Santa is a wizard takes. I've just got counter arguments from now on. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I really want to go back and explore your he doesn't bleed if you prick his finger thing. <laughs> Fuck that. Okay, so Santa's a wizard. 
Uh, I want to first up say I'm not the first person to say this. I thought that I had like a funny and 100% original Rhea take, but apparently no, somebody else got there first. Mm. So there's this widely discussed theory attributed to Redditor, the sorting sombrero that claims Mm. Father Christmas is a wizard. So some of this comes from here. Some of it's Rhea original thoughts. Sure. I just think Santa doesn't exist, but if he did exist, he would have to be a wizard because it makes the most sense. All of Santa's abilities can be explained using the magical system established in Harry Potter. So just to cut in here. So if he Mm -hmm. did exist, even in the real world, like, our worlds, the one that you, Rhea, and I, Jem, live in. He would yeah. be a Harry Potter wizard, is what you're arguing. I guess so. I guess I have to say that. <laughs> so, therefore, wizards exist as well <laughs> in our real worlds. At least one. At least one, and it's Santa. Okay. And it's Santa, yes. He <laughs> broke through from the reality of the... Harry Potter books into our world. So now he has interdimensional powers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. Okay. So, like, he is magic, obviously. Everything that Santa does is magical. But it's also insane and illogical. Just like the average wizard. Not just like, I would say. But continue. Yeah. So he has house elves who make all of his toys for him. You've brought Mm -hmm. that up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to contest this. Okay. Well, I think that having many many house elves would explain how they manage to make toys for all of the children of the world every single year that's an incredible amount of work and also like it just fits with the mythology of the christmas elves that's already been established what's your counterpoint see i don't think santa's a wizard because as we know wizards have house elves Uh santa doesn't have house elves in my mind because when have we seen a house elf make something they can clean they can cook they can probably mend things. We've never really seen evidence of it, but they don't make things from scratch. They're not making rocking horses and shit like that. But okay. I think that Santa's elves are like a different breed. They're like a different thing, right? They're Santa's own little, like, section, okay? Okay. And so, like... They're not class elves. They're like a subspecies of elf. They're just an elf. Like, because Santa's... Like real, a Legolas-style not- elf? I don't know. Like, (laughs) they're just not house elves because house elves have very, like, they have different magic to wizards, but they still have limitations. And I don't think Mm -hmm. they can make things, like, in the way that Santa's elves can make things. I just don't think that's in their nature. You're saying that they can't create matter. Yeah. And I also think, like, Santa's elves have to have this sort of, like, devotion to Christmas cheer and the Christmas spirit, right? And all the children of the world. House elves have a strict contract, right? They have a master. So Uh your argument if Santa has house elves, if he's a wizard with house elves, is that all the house elves are loyal to Santa, right? Yeah. Yeah, he owns like, I don't know, 300 of them or whatever. Sure. But like, I just, I don't believe that. I think Santa's not, like, Santa's not a supervisor walking around the workshop, right? Being like, oh, you know, paint that blue. <laughs> I'm going off Rise of the Guardians here. Paint that blue, and I change it back to red, whatever. Yeah. I think Santa's like a CEO, okay? <laughs> okay. Think, so I you're think, making it worse. Good. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, and, and I still believe in you, Santa. Please don't punish me. <laughs> okay. I think, like, he's in his office. He's got his list. He's watching everyone at all times. But he's not actually doing everything, right? He feels when someone stops believing in him and he's like, cross that name off, you know? Uh-huh. Um, 
But otherwise, his elves are basically, like, self-sufficient. They're just doing their own job because they love to do it. And they're, like, obsessed with the idea of giving the child the perfect gift and they're making things perfect for all the children until the children's names are crossed off and then they have to get rid of months of work or whatever. But, like, that's how I imagine... (laughs) That's how I imagine that the North Pole runs, all right? So I don't think that... I don't think that the house elf master relationship works. I think it's a different establishment. All right. I don't see anything in what you said that contradicts the house elf master relationship. Once again, we're getting into the <laughs> fucking fallacy of the happy slave, which I hoped I'd left firmly yeah. in my past and would never have to bring up. But yeah, house so... elves are happy and cheerful. They love being enslaved and doing work for wizards. That's canonical. Think... Okay, you make an, you can maybe make that argument, but when have they ever made something out of nothing? I just don't okay. think that they can do that. Well, wizards can. So maybe Santa fucking magics himself up like coal. He magics himself up a fuckload of coal, and then the house elves take that coal and transfigure it into toys. And then if okay. they're naughty, it gets transfigured back into coal. They just don't transfigure it into a toy in the first place. They just leave it as coal. Oh, I was thinking Santa would do it in the room as he's playing down the toys, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm imagining a little kid, like, little Timmy comes downstairs, like, oh, there's Santa. And Santa's there with, like, a, his, like you know, Timmy's favorite toy, like a fucking Furby or something. And he lays oh, it down. <laughs> terrible choice. <laughs> Timmy's got problems. <laughs> Lays it down at the tree, and then he turns around, sees Timmy, and be like, ah, shakes his finger, <laughs> changes it to Cole at the last second, like, just to mess with him. Yeah, I think that saying? lines up with your version of Santa. <laughs> Alright, okay, continue with your argument. I just I just don't think that the house elves make sense. I think it's different. It's a different yeah. type of elf. I also, I really think the idea of Santa being the CEO who does, like, one minute's worth of work for every fucking year that the house elves put in. I think Santa's main prerogative is the naughty and nice list. That's what yeah. he's working on. He's making yeah. that list. He's checking it twice. That's he's what doing he the does. moral judgments of all humanity. Yeah. Yeah. So he's using legimency to look into the mind of every child and decide whether they are good or bad. And then he's, no, not good or bad, naughty or nice. And then he's making up his list, and that's what he does all the time. Meanwhile, okay. the house elves are working unsupervised to create their many wonderful toys. If you remember, legitimacy requires eye contact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, when and how is Santa, if he's a wizard, looking into the eyes of every child on <laughs> Earth? Because <laughs> your argument is not just children that celebrate Christmas, right? It's every child. Yeah, it's every child. Okay. Yeah. Every child. I want on it Earth. to be fair and egalitarian. I feel like that might be a problematic call, but whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're you're saying Santa makes the time to look in the eyes of every child on Earth and decide if they're naughty or nice. And how often does he do this? Does he check in every three months? Is it like a quarterly thing? Well, this is, is why it, like... it takes all year. But I thought, okay, no. But he works one day a year. <laughs> like, that's the whole point. <laughs> no, he delivers one day a year. <laughs> he works every day. Don't you know he's earned his position at the top of the chain? No, I think he was born into it. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's, we'll talk about that as well. All right, so I think he makes time during the year to go around to every single child and look at them and be like, naughty or nice, that. let's see. I hate that so much. <laughs> Using like, a combination of Obliviate and Invisibility Cloaks and whatever else he needs. Magic. Polyjuice Potion. Polyjuice like, Potion. Co- disguises the, the dad. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus because the Polyjuice Potion wore off. 
And then, um, <laughs> look, see, he makes his list. And then when he gets his big sack of toys and goes around in his sleigh, and he, like, you know, goes down the chimney. We'll talk about that as well. He does his check it twice. That's when he goes upstairs and he pries open the eyes of the sleeping child. <laughs> of the sleeping child. And looks into his brain and sees if he's naughty or nice. And that's when he makes his decision. Does he get this beautiful toy that Elf so lovingly crafted? Or am I going to transfigure it back into coal and leave it here? Okay. All right. First of all. <laughs> one. If you're arguing Santa's a wizard, who has jurisdiction over Santa? Like, what? what? Ah, I've got a point for that as well. <laughs> like, does the, does he belong to the Ministry of Matt? Like, is he a citizen? Like, okay. why is he allowed to do the things that he does if this is how he operates? Two, what if a child is a trained oculumens for whatever reason? We don't know. Does Santa uh, instantly just give them coal? Or does yeah, that's he try naughty. and break through the, car- <laughs> the child's? All right. Using mind magic to keep Santa out of your head is naughty. You get coal. <laughs> okay. Okay. And in terms of who's got jurisdiction, he's a criminal, obviously. Uh, oh, he, okay. This is straight from the Sorting Sombrero. He broke Clause 73 of the International Statute of Wizarding Secrecy by performing magic so openly for millions of muggles. Now he has to hide on the North Pole, which is technically international waters. I, it's not, <laughs> first of all. Isn't I mean, it? I was going off so- Sorting Sombrero. I assume <laughs> they know what they're talking about. The North Pole, it's like, not international waters, Parts of the North Pole belong to different countries. All right. So it depends where he is at any well, given time. So the North Pole isn't actually a place, right? Well, yes and no. It depends on the time of year. Like, if, uh, this is getting into geography, I guess. Yeah. Geopolitics. But, um... That's okay. It, That's your area of expertise. <laughs> so, yeah, there are sections of the North Pole that belong to, like, you know, Russia and fucking Denmark and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when it's more frozen over, it's more... It's less, it, it's obviously there's more land, but it's harder mm-hmm. to move around in. And then there's times when it melts and it's melting more rapidly every year because of global warming. And then, of course, there's the argument, which is like, you know, the indigenous people that lived in the Arctic Circle and North Pole belong to those lands too. But do they belong right. to the countries that, like, quote unquote, own the land? Anyway. Um, so- I was thinking more along the lines of like, so when we talk about the North Pole, we're, t- we're talking about the Arctic, right? The Arctic Circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the North Pole is like the magnetic pole of the Earth. Like, it's not an actual place. Sure. It's like the equator, right? Okay. I don't, I don't know enough about geography to okay, make a cool. call on that, but sure. So, well, I think that the North Pole is kind of like Diagon Alley. It's like a pocket dimension that Santa's created that, like, maybe only he can access. Him and his wife and the elves, of course. All right. Sure. I mean, yeah. I guess. I just think that it's not a pocket dimension because he's not a wizard. And it's All just, right. he's just out there. He's just out there in the snow, like walking around like Victor Frankenstein, <laughs> like <laughs> waiting for Christmas Eve, you know? I think like, he means he's got his monster. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's got his own little setup. Like, that's what I. That's how I picture it. I don't okay, think cool. So you do think that he has like a house or whatever? He's got some place where the toys are created, and some place where I guess a workshop. Feasts. But yeah, like. Okay. Yeah. So I picture it very much like Diagon Alley, like out there in the frozen waste that may or may not belong to Russia or the native people, indigenous people. 
Santa has created like a pole of some kind and if you I don't know touch it or tap it with your wand or whatever it opens up like a portal into like a little magical pocket dimension realm thing where there's you know happy little elves and a beautiful house and some pine trees in the lollipop garden or whatever so any wizard can come along and come in well not if they don't know the password or how to get in there which I don't think anyone does because he's on the run from the law why have a password then well, he's got to get in there somehow. <laughs> Why not just make it that he's a secret keeper of his own home? Yeah. Because the elves are never getting out. Mrs. Claus is never leaving. The only one who ever leaves is Santa. Yeah, well, probably Mrs. Claus is the secret keeper. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. No one can torture down to Mrs. Claus if she never leaves. She never leaves. She stays there because she yeah. loves her husband. I'm making it sound like she's trapped there against her will. No, she doesn't want to leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everything's fine with Mr. and Mrs. Claus. (laughs) Don't question the relationship between Mr. and Mrs. Claus. They have a perfectly happy, healthy relationship. She loves it in the North Pole. She doesn't want to go anywhere else. Just a side note. Do you remember Elf with Will Ferrell? Of course I remember Elf. What a stupid question. How, like, you know, he he meets his love interest, Zoe Deschanel. Mm -hmm. And then there's that end scene where it's like they're all living at the North Pole together. Like, can you imagine Zoe Deschanel young woman living in new york who like likes to sing maybe has her own family hopes dreams like (laughs) does she just move and become an elf does she just like live in the north pole forever like what's what's that about (laughs) like i don't know anyway um, do they live there or are they visiting i i mean i wait does buddy go back and forth between new york and the north pole well, I mean, they have babies there. They have babies dressed as little baby elves. Yeah, but like, like maybe they had babies and they went home to introduce them to Buddy's side of the family. But really, but they maybe. live in New York with Zoe Deschanel. I don't know her character's name. Her family and friends and real life. <laughs> I hope so, because like, I, based on everything with her character, I don't. I don't think she's willing to ado- like adapt North Pole elf culture. <laughs> like, yeah. I think. That's a bit, a bit of a stretch. Anyway. Well, okay. we know that there's no food at the North Pole. Buddy survives entirely off candy. That's yeah. why he's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it does explain everything about him. Yeah. <laughs> Watch that movie again. The reason why he is the way he is, everything about him, is because he's never eaten anything that isn't full of sugar. That's why he's able to walk from the North Pole to New York <laughs> based off nothing but a sugar diet for his whole life. It's just the energy just kept him going. Anyway. Yeah, and why he can throw, like, 20 snowballs in one second. He's, he's some kind of inhuman monster, because that's what happens when you only eat candy for, like, 30 years, however old he is. He's anywhere from, like, 30 to 50. <laughs> anyway, we're so off track. What were we talking about? Uh, uh, we were talking about Santa hides at the North Pole to escape the international wizarding authorities. Yeah, I don't think Santa's hiding, because I think he's not a citizen. He's not a yeah. human, like... You think he's some sort of eldritch being? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not under any government's control. I hate that idea. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, I've got more points. I said my naughty and niceless theory. Uh, the sleigh and reindeer. I think it's just like the Bowbatten's carriage in Abraxans. It's not just like the Bowbatten's carriage in Abraxans. It's exactly like it, except it's not Abraxans. It's Abrax reindeer. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Reindeerance. When, when do we see flying reindeer in the series? We There's, don't, because we don't go don't. to the North Pole where Santa breeds the only existing herd of them. <laughs> okay, but in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find in the textbook, there's yeah. 
like lists of Fantastic Beasts from all over the world, right? Uh huh. From like Nigeria to Russia to Australia to Japan. Yeah. Why wouldn't it mention that in the North Pole or the Arctic Circle that there's flying reindeer? Like it's not mentioned at all. Because Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was written by Newt Scamander, who is not Santa Claus or Mrs. Claus. He's never been to the North Pole, Gem. He doesn't know what wonderful reindeer live there. But if <laughs> you're arguing that Santa's a wizard, right? So yeah. you're saying, you're arguing, let me just get my mind about it. So you're saying Santa's not real, but he's yeah. a wizard. So yeah. in the context of the wizarding world, like your average wizard, Joe Wizard, right? Yeah knows that Cena is a dude. <laughs> He's another <laughs> wizard just like him. So yeah. would Commander know <laughs> that Santa has fantastic beasts such as flying reindeer? And maybe if he can't study them because he can't enter this pocket dimension North Pole that you've created. Yeah. Maybe he would still mention the fact that flying reindeer are a thing. Like even in a throwaway sentence in the introduction. Like <laughs> well, surely. I guess Newt Scamander is like the closest thing the wizarding world has to a scientist. So he's like, yeah. well, I can't just be writing down unsubstantiated stories of creatures that maybe exist. He's like, here are the fantastic beasts and where to find them. He doesn't, he doesn't know for sure that the reindeers exist. He doesn't know where to find them. Yeah. He's just heard, he's just heard <laughs> that Santa has magic giant flying reindeer. And he's like, oh, that's probably some sort of, cousin of the Abraxans, but I just can't substantiate it, so I can't publish it in this book for the children to read. Mm. I think if, by the, just a little side fact, I think if there's any character in the series that believes in Santa, it's Newt Scamander. Oh, of course. Well, <laughs> I think he, he doesn't need to believe, he knows he's real. Exactly. <laughs> All the wizards know that Santa is just a guy. <laughs> but what about muggles then? In your in your world, do they know Santa as real too? If but you're arguing Santa's not real, but he's a wizard, so the oh yeah, not know I've gotten about confused. Him. Yeah, sorry, Newt Scamander doesn't know Santa's real because he doesn't exist. But okay, sorry, I that was a slip. <laughs> I've, I've lost track of what I was saying. So no, wait, you're saying Santa's not real, but he's a Can wizard. Scroll back up and read my argument. I'm, what am I saying? Oh yeah, because... he's not real because he doesn't bring Harry presents. That's right. Yeah, so he's not a guy. <laughs> I'm just saying if he was a guy, here's how it would make sense. Oh, okay. Alright, that's different to me. I'm saying okay. he's real. You're saying that he is a guy, a yeah. yeah. I'm saying okay. he's not a guy, he's not real. He's not a real, but if he was, he'd be a wizard. That's, yes. That's, that sucks. Change your argument. <laughs> Say he's not real, but he's a wizard. <laughs> well, I would like to, but somebody already claims that argument. <laughs> I do not claim that argument. <laughs> Wait, isn't that what you're, you're arguing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry, listeners. Pay attention. We I'm should saying. have sorted this out before the episode starts. <laughs> Santa is real, and he's not a wizard. He's just okay. another entity creature in the in the world. Okay. All right, and I'm saying that Santa is not real, not but real at all. he is a wizard. But he's a wizard. Yeah. That, yeah. So make it make sense, you know. Like, <laughs> So okay. he's saying that he's not real for us, muggles. Yeah. But he's a, he's a wizard. He's a wizard and wizards get presents. Is that what you're arguing? <laughs> no. Okay, so let me take another example. The Tooth Fairy. So the Tooth Fairy is sure. not real, but it is a fairy. Oh, okay. okay. I see what you mean. But not Professor always, X though. is not real, but he is a mutant. <laughs> like, do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> Here's the so, two mythological figures that I know. The Tooth Fairy and Professor 
That's so good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So, so your <laughs> argument is that like Santa is a mythological creature. People around the world know Santa, but the version that they what they should understand <laughs> is that he's not just a jolly magical man. He is a Harry Potter wizard. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I hate that so fucking much. But next argument. Um, fuck. No, All I'm right. still talking. No, I want to say something. Now, okay, I, if he was just a guy, if he was a wizard, wouldn't wizards talk about him more? Why wouldn't they visit? Also, if he's he a wizard, <laughs> why do muggles know about him? If he's a wizard, why do muggles know about him then? Why does he give gifts to them too? His magic works differently from wizards. I'm so hungover. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> okay. Why does he give gifts to muggles? Because he's a nice man. And the muggle children are good, so they deserve gifts of presents. I don't... What's your point? Right, so he believes in muggle-born and muggles equal rights with wizards. Yeah, what's well, not clicking? Come on. He's Santa. That's why he gives gifts. Jem. Right, so there's only two types of children, it's non-believers and believers when it comes to Santa. Okay, that's your take. My take is there's naughty and nice. <laughs> I think that's nice true. non-believers still get presents and naughty believers don't. Oh, take, hot take. I no, think the nicest not. thing, any, I think the nicest thing from Santa's point of view, I think the nicest thing any child can do is believe in Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, now we're getting into like a good place style, like... Everything naughty and nice you've ever done is weighed up against each other. No. <laughs> Santa makes a judgment call by prying open the eyes of sleeping children and looking in and seeing if they're naughty or nice. By his own, I guess, internal moral compass. Okay. I I just disagree. I want to talk about the, the chimney thing. So I, I know yes. you're going to say flu network, right? Of that's course. how you're going to be like, that's how he gets around. Of course, flu I... network. And apparition when there's houses that don't have fireplaces. Like, Australian that can, houses. That can be tracked. Um, so, like... Okay, so if Santa comes through your chimney, right? Yeah. That means your chimney is open to some sort of Santa network, right? Like, he's yeah. made a passage. Okay? Yeah. So, you could go back to his place. No, pole. I don't think the North Pole is part of the flu network. Okay. What about for houses that are, like that block off their chimneys because they're like, they don't want people coming through their chimneys all the time. He apparates in. What about people that have warding charms, etc., so people can't apparate into your house and so Santa is splinched. That's or, naughty. Or like, can't get in. That's naughty. <laughs> he, okay. Then he breaks a window and throws the coal in. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you keep Santa out of your house, then Santa can't get in. <laughs> okay. Um... What's not clicking? <laughs> Come on. But, okay, so... Here's, okay, so Santa... Santa, as we, we know and love him, where he yeah. is real and he's not a wizard, okay? Mm-hmm. His magic is he flies around the world, takes him probably 31 hours because he starts from east to west and he, he uh-huh. knows how the earth moves because he's Santa and he knows all. Yeah. Um, so he flies around the world, he lands on houses or households, Goes down chimneys or fucking whatever is available. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes through a backyard door. I don't know. It depends where he's landing. <laughs> All right? Yeah, Jimmy's the lock. Yeah, we know. 
Yeah, I've never seen a chimney before. <laughs> but I guess we have water tanks. I don't know. Some other way. Air I've got a units. window. He can get in. Yeah. It's not that hot. Yeah. Anyone can get into my house. Yeah. Anyway. Um, if I can get in, anyone else can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially <laughs> Mr. Nick. Yeah, I don't live in a doorless, windowless box. Like, he can find a way in. I think even if he did, he'd still find a way. Mm. So, I just think, if he's a wizard, right? So, the idea of the coming down the chimney thing, the, the introduction of, like, this is like a flu network thing, right? Yeah. Surely, the mythos would just be... It would be simpler if he just apparated everywhere. And he wasn't mm-hmm. flying on a sleigh... He wasn't going down chimneys using um, flu network magic. He wasn't carrying around a huge sack. He would just be carrying around like a little Hermione bag, which mm-hmm. carries everything in it. Like, yeah, well, I, just I think, think that's what his sack is. There's parts of the story that don't line up. They just don't. What's well, not clicking? They don't <coughs> line up with, with wizard magic as we understand it. Okay. Like, Let why me does Santa have a huge sack? Why does he come down the chimney? Why does he fly around with like reindeers and sleighs when there's more efficient ways that he can do that if he's a Harry Potter wizard, which is your argument? Yes. So the Harry Potter travel magic has limitations. Apparition mm-hmm. has a distance limit. That's why in the seventh book, when they try and summon Voldemort to Malfoy Manor to kill Harry, he can't go there instantly. He has to move within range before he can apparate. So he flies around, mm-hmm. much like Santa can. Santa, Voldemort, similarities. So. Okay. He uses a combination of the sleigh, the flu network, and apparition to make up the difference. The sleigh is for getting in between countries and in between, you know, like huge areas. The flu network is for like, he could hit up every house in the city that's connected to the flu network and then apparate into all the ones that aren't connected to the flu network, the muggle houses. Okay. The reason why he has to use like all of these things in combination is because he's a criminal and he's on the run. Because he breaks the international statute of secrecy and they're trying to get him. So he has to be careful and sneaky and fast. Careful? Yeah. Fuck. Okay, this, <laughs> this is what gets me. So, the international statute of secrecy, oh, he's a criminal. Then why is he giving gifts to everyone, okay? like Because he's he, a good he, person! Yeah, but he, if he was a criminal and he, and he cared about, like, trying not to get caught so much, why is he doing it every year? <laughs> Like, why is he, why is he going around to every child's house? Why is he doing all these things? Why is he flying with reindeer in the sky? Like, it's just, he's so, like, he's so conspicuous. You're coming so at consistent. this from entirely he's the wrong He's doing angle. it at every, he's doing it at the same time every year. It's not yeah. like an ocean's heist where he, like, plans it for the perfect time, but it's, like, randomly throughout several decades. It's the same day every year. Like, yeah. like you know, the fucking <laughs> wizard cops could be sitting there, like, getting their stuff ready on December 22nd, 23rd. They're like, all right, you know, it's two days until he comes out again. Like, surely they'd catch him. Surely they... No no one wizard is strong (laughs) enough. If your argument is that he's a criminal (laughs) and he's constantly on the run, he lives in pocket dimensions and he's a fucking creep who looks at children's eyes and impersonates (laughs) muggles and whatever. There's no... Surely. Surely the combined effort of several magical communities... And their police force, their their governments, average citizens that want Santa to stop impersonating them and looking in their child's <laughs> eyes deeply. Surely that's enough to stop this. <laughs> he must be stopped. <laughs> okay, you're coming at this from the wrong angle. 
You're saying like, oh, there's all this stuff going on which is preventing him from doing his yearly trip. I'm saying no. Santa is such a giving, loving person that he would be doing this shit every night if he could get away with it. But he can't because there's so much against him. He can only do it once a year. (laughs) He's got to put all of his effort, all of his energy, all of his magic, all of his incredible planning into pulling off this once a year heist. (laughs) Heist where he doesn't steal but gives. Yeah, the opposite of a heist. Put pocketing. (laughs) Put pocketing. Yeah. Also, his sack is like Hermione's bag with the undetectable extension charm. I just think we skipped over that, but that was a point I was going to make. But then why in all the mythos is it a huge sack? Oh, like, okay, it's huge, but not huge enough to fit presents for every single child on the planet. Like a sack that a human person or a human wizard could lift and carry around comfortably. Right, fine, I'll allow it. Yeah, not like a tiny little bag like Hermione's, because sometimes the presents are big. What if it's a rocking horse or some shit? Like, you gotta be able to get it out of there. Okay. Look, I've run out of counter-arguments. I just... (laughs) I really think the idea that Santa's not real, but if he was, he would be a Harry Potter wizard is fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Alright, well, I want to talk about how ridiculous your thing is. One final point. He uses the time-turner to get all the presents delivered in one night. That's another way he he evades the law. No, he fucking doesn't. (laughs) No, he does not. Alright, cool. Well, let's talk about this then, because you've apparently got problems. (laughs) No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Time-turners are... Time-criminal Santa uses a time-turner to get to every single house in a, whatever you said it was, 31-hour period. Time-turners... Okay, so first of all, my 31-hour thing, that would give him one millisecond per household on average. So he could do it. (laughs) That's all he needs. Without a time-turner. Because he's an eldritch, magical creature. He's a regular wizard. No, he's not. So if... Your argument is that he's a wizard with a time-turner and he does all this fucking stupid shit. Yeah. Okay, time-turners are created by the Department of Mysteries or whatever. They're like, there's a finite amount. Yeah. They are commissioned out. So your argument, I'm guessing, is that he stole a time-turner, right? Yeah, well, probably he he worked in the Department of Mysteries to begin Uh, with. uh, That's where he was born. No, that's not right. Backstory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So... That where he went, met Mrs. Claus and they started their beautiful romance that's not at all problematic. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I hate that. He's an untouchable or whatever it unspeakable. is. No, oh, unspeakable. Unspeakable. <laughs> untouchable is a different thing. Um, is that what they are? It's not like unmentionable or something? Is it unspeakable, right? Un- something like that. It's something along those lines. No one Something upsetting. <laughs> Nobody knows. No one should say it. Um, so, okay. Time... Time turners don't work like that, okay? So, if your argument is that Santa races around for six hours, right, and maybe he's only got, like, let's 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 be generous. Maybe he's only gotten like the eastern seaboard of China done, okay? Uh huh. So then he uses the time turner to what? Go back and do it again? Like, what are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> like, so. He moves into one time zone. Okay. Let's say Australian Eastern Standard Time. He okay. does everything along like the eastern seaboard of Australia. That's all the houses there, all the children there. Then he sure. moves into the next time zone with his sleigh, and then he rewinds back to the beginning of the night using the time turner. 
And then he does that next section, which would be Western, uh, Middle Eastern, not Middle Eastern Australia, which would be like centre, Central Australia. And he does that section. And then he moves into the Western side of Australia because there's three time zones in Australia for anyone who's not local and doesn't understand what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay. And he rewinds back to the beginning of the night and he does it again. So Santa does like more than three time zones in Australia. Whatever. There's there's three enough. Okay. So, like, for every, like, section, he takes as much time as he needs, as long as it's less than 12 hours or whatever, and then he rewinds back to the beginning when he moves on to the next place. Alright, so at any given moment, there's, like, a billion Santas. Yeah. I, I hate this. And I, this is why I, it's I, impossible to catch him. <laughs> I just... Because we know that dangerous things happen to wizards who meddle with time. Yeah. I just think that there's no way... That someone could do this so consistently without fucking up and causing some awful kind of time curse on themselves. Yeah, well, like, the time curse is he has to be Santa forever. <laughs> so, like a Santa Claus, like yeah. like, he, like a body horror thing. Yeah, I guess so. I just, I, I guess this it. is his curse. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just think he is a creature, an eldritch creature of immense power who is able to travel around the world in 31 hours to all the children who celebrate Christmas which isn't every child in the world by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and, you know, within a, one millisecond per household is able to deliver the gifts and then move on. Uh-huh. That's, it's, it makes sense. It's The science backs me up. Everything that you're saying is insane. And I feel like I've presented a really comprehensive expl- explanation for like what Santa is why and how he does the things that he does and you're just like it's beyond human comprehension and that's such a fucking cop out tell me about your santa you said earlier that he's not made of flesh and blood and he doesn't bleed i we have to go back to that what the fuck are you talking about how does he fit how does he fit through the chimneys under the doors through the windows i think he's like the blob a little bit like he can fit through any crack or crevice any crook or cranny and he's just there. Like, I think he's made of, like, a substance that is malleable. And I think, you know, he's powered purely by Christmas spirit, which is another word for making sure children are moral and correct by believing in him. Like, that, that's just how right. I see it. Like, Okay, so he's like a gas or a liquid or something? No, he's like the blob. Okay, like, like an ooze. The blob. Yeah, he's an ooze. All right. How does he get the presence through? They're also that. And then the instant that he puts them down and they're like under some sort of uh, tree or some, or like, you know, they're ready for the child to take. They they become real, you know? Okay. It's like, so I, yeah. a 28-year-old child, by the time Christmas rolls around in Year of Our Lord 2021. Yeah. I wish my deepest heart's desire is a PS5. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> Santa... Uh, oozes through the fucking fly screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or through all the little holes in the fly screen. Yeah. To get into my apartment. And then T2 style, he like... <laughs> up into a humanoid figure. Okay. And, um, yeah. And then he opens up his sack and he takes out the ooze PS5, puts it down, and then it solidifies into something that's made out of, I don't know, plastic and wires and electricity. 
Well, I imagine, like, it's probably already done that by the time he's T2'd into a humanoid form after he's All come right. through the fly screen. Like, everything he's carrying, you know, it's, it's solid now. It's a solid. I hate that you <laughs> came so hard for me on my Santa's a wizard thing, and this is what you... This is what you had in the back pocket. This is your ace in the hole. I yeah. hate you. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> it's just... Look, the only possible thing that backs that up is that he shakes his belly like a bowl full of jelly. Everything else... Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing... Why does he wear clothes if he's some kind of ooze man? Why has he got his big suit and his black boots and his hat? Because he's... He works for children, okay? He doesn't want to make them uncomfortable. <laughs> he oozes himself some clothing. But, okay, why does he look like a human man? Why doesn't he because just look like a blob? Because he, again, serves children and humanity. So he, like, you know, we're made in his image. He's made in our image. <laughs> we're made in his image. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's no good. <laughs> okay. Oh, <we'll> just ooze. <laughs> Who is he? Where did he come from? Why? He's always been there. Is he an alien? <laughs> no. He's, he's part of the Earth. He's always been there. Okay. And he always will be, even after we all die. <laughs> so our planet just has a magical, child-loving, gift-giving ooze, and it's just been here since time immemorial? Yes. Was he doing this to the cavemen? Sure. I mean, Was he I delivering the presents to like the little baby fish in the ocean? <laughs> I certainly hope so. <laughs> He's giving them nutrients and stuff. All right. What did he do before belts were invented? <laughs> because Santa wears a big belt with a big belt buckle. <laughs> I think his ooze costume changes with the fashion of the time. Okay. So back in the day, did he look like some sort of gross ocean fish? Proto-human? Well, I mean... If we're talking about primordial soup, I mean, he fits right in if he's an ooze man. Okay, like, maybe he is the primordial soup. He's the only thing left. The primordial soup gives us life. It's a giving force. It uh-huh. makes sense. <laughs> you have to believe to receive the primordial soup. Why does he do this? <laughs> it's his natural state. To be Why does the sun set in the west and rise in the east or whatever it is? Okay, so why does he feel the need to punish unbelievers, to use your term? <laughs> because he's developed a conscience. <laughs> Are reindeers also ooze? <laughs> yeah, everything, okay. <laughs> everything that is Santa and, like, his means of transportation, his means of getting around, it's all ooze, like, like... Like and Mrs. Elves. Claus and the elves and yeah, everything. Yeah, it's, it's all, all ooze. It's all, so is it all just one being? Yeah, I think it's all just sort of the the collective being and consciousness that is Pan Noel or Santa or Saint Nick or whatever. Okay, so Fuck why is he yeah. fucking parroting like a heteronormative marriage? He's <laughs> <laughs> matching the cultural conditions of the time. Maybe a maybe hundred years from now, or maybe less than that, he'll have another Mr. Claus. Maybe... Maybe he'll be single. We don't know. Maybe he'll be single dad. (laughs) Single dad. To his many elf babies, which are really just kind of like detachable limbs because they're part of him. Yeah, they're all part of him. They're all All I have in mind. You said he was like a CEO that overlooks the workers. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you feel like a part of the hive mind when you work in a big company? No. Cog in the machine. All part of the ooze. Merry (sighs) Christmas. 
I just, I can't argue. What you're saying is so insane that there's no <laughs> counter arguments. It's just wrong. No. That's how I do things here. Um. <laughs> I did promise the listeners we would get back on our bullshit, and we have returned. Oh, man. I'm exhausted from making all that up. Um. <laughs> I, I've been Jem. Uh, happy holidays, and I hope the ooze visits you, if that's what you'd like. Um, <laughs> we're all one with the ooze, and the ooze is one with us. Okay, I've been Rhea, and happy holidays from the three mythological figures I know. Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, and Professor X. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you want to support us or get in touch, the links to our social media and Patreon are in the show notes. Please feel free to send us so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.